0: Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, we're joined in the podcast studio by Jesus McDonald. Jesus, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Derek. It's a pleasure. I'm
0: pumped, man. I know you and I connected last week, and I was vibing off your energy, off of your passion, and off of your insight. I'm excited about you being able to share some of that with people tuning in to the podcast. Absolutely. So to make sure people tuning in know who you are, I'm going to go over your, your biography. And if I mess it up at any point, you just feel free to jump on in and correct me. I'm okay with that. So, um, <laughs> sure, Jesus, sure. Jesus McDonald was born here in San Antonio, Texas. He currently is in San Jose, California, right in Silicon Valley in the San Francisco Bay area. He's the owner of JRM Web Marketing, going on five years of owning his own business. He has over 14 years of marketing experience. He's passionate. He enjoys what he does. He's having fun with it. Um, he, uh, he went to the University of Texas at San Antonio. He, he graduated with a bachelor's degree in business marketing. And again, it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for me to be able to interview him on this podcast. So Jesus, let me throw the first question at you and we'll, we'll jump off here. Um, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur?
1: Great question, Derek. Um, I would say, man, growing up, you know, with my stepdad, he was an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and he had just a very strong work ethic. Uh, He started off as like a truck driver Mm -hmm. at a very early age. Mm -hmm. And by the age of 17, he owned his first two trucks.
2: Wow.
0: And
1: that's just mind blowing. Yeah. At the age of 17. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, at 17, I'm just trying to go play basketball with my friends at the gym. But the idea of owning
1: two trucks, okay, next level. Right. I'm at 17. I'm barely getting my permit for driving, is what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. He, he, the first two trucks at 17 years old. And he eventually ran a whole fleet on his own as well with his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's still, to this day, still selling 18 wheelers. Really, He also okay. services and sells golf parts. He added that into, you know, his arsenal of things to, you know, service and sell. Mm-hmm. But I just remember as a kid, just being around the office and just helping them out, you know, with an invoice, generating an invoice, saying hi to the customers, taking yes. cash on hand, <laughs> you know, it's, mm, it's just yes. things like that. Um, and for him, I, I would even help them on sending emails out, you know, to leads, to prospective clients, replying to customers as well. And just picking up the phone and helping in any way possible. I just felt part of it. And we were building something amazing together. And I would just say that I I think that's where I got that entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. And it was for my stepdad. I love that.
0: I love that. You know, it speaks to, I think a lot of growth principles. I think one principle that stands out to me is, um, the kind of example he was to you. You know, when you have somebody right. in your life who's a hustler, you know, who's focused, determined, who has this drive, um, it can be incredibly contagious, um, to the people around you. And even at that time, so how old were you when you were, you know, you mentioned, um, you helping out with a variety of tasks in the office. How, how old were you when you were getting involved with that?
1: Oh, like, you know, between nine to maybe Eleven years old. Oh, look at you! You're getting around early Yes, sir. Yeah, (laughs) he was molding me. I didn't even know about it. And what's really fascinating about this was, you know, my stepdad dropped out of high school to work and support his own family, and so did my mom. Mm -hmm. So they had a very rough upbringing. Right. So it was a really big deal for me to go to college and become a first-generation graduate. Hey, come on! Way to be that trailblazer.
0: I like that. Okay, <laughs> so um, that's awesome, and I think it reminds me of even people that have their own business or have their own hustle, and the power of involving the children in in the in the craft, you know. And of course, I mean, I think I don't know if you've seen that show. I think it's on Netflix about like trophy kids, like you that were really like they're almost like forced into it. Um, that's like something you know people want to avoid, but. There's this, there's (laughs) something about like involving the kids in the, the activity, in the hustle and getting them that, that, that great experience. I mean, you're talking about, you know, emailing prospects, you know, some people don't get that experience. um, until like they're maybe their thirties or forties, if they're going another career route and then figuring out how to, you know, have this, 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 uh, communication with prospects. Right. 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 So, uh, let me, let me ask, um. So you, you, why, why, why website services? Like why did you choose that route? That's a great question. And and maybe even more specifically, why don't you, why don't you focus on like social media marketing services and do everything in a bundle package like, um, other digital marketing agencies?
1: Right. And that's a common question that we always get asked too, is what separates, you know, GRM web marketing from other agencies, Hmm. um, when it came to how I built the business model, I didn't want to be like every marketing agency that does everything under one umbrella and that has like 50 plus employees running around all over the place. It was just more quantity than quality. Mm-hmm. And based on my experience, based on, you know, I've ha- I have a lot of experience working, you know, the marketing agency side and also the flip side of the court, which is being the client to the agency, and one of the biggest frustration is they can't get a hold of their account manager because mm-hmm. their account manager is juggling fifty plus projects, and you know they just feel neglected. The customers mm-hmm. because they're doing SEO, PPC, social media, this and that. So when it came to my business model, I looked at all the services for digital marketing. Yes. And. I picked website services because it's a necessity for business mm-hmm. to have a website, an yes. online presence, something where you know users can go to to check out to make sure they're professional and legit,
3: mm-hmm.
1: where they can build trust by looking at customer reviews or yes. testimonials. Yes. So for me, I wanted to pick one service and be really darn good at it, mm-hmm. and I picked website services. And we've been successful ever since we started and have been picking up traction ever since then.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So definitely blessed with that. Mm-hmm. And there's no confusion. They get quality over sure.
2: Quantity. sure. And, and we're would, able to
1: create. What? Yes. So we're able to create, we're able to redesign, we're able to manage and maintain. We just become their web team mm-hmm. over time.
2: Right.
0: So, you know i have to ask right so you're in silicon valley you know you're there next to the the big you know, these huge organizations right and uh, how do you oh, yeah. um i don't know like i got, of course i'm not in your industry but there's like this temptation at times to be like insecure compared to like the other big or bigger organizations and then so how do you overcome some of that i don't know if you have any of that had any of that in the beginning the fear the word insecurity yeah. Um, especially where yeah, you are yeah. like how, how did you how do you overcome all
2: that
1: I think with the insecurity comes when hiring employees mm-hmm. right because over here you have the headquarters of Google you have Facebook um, you have Adobe you have Amazon offices over here uh, you have a lot of companies here Intel HP um, IBM you name it mm-hmm. and it's hard to compete with these large tech companies Yes, when hiring, trying to look for great talent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when it comes to just website services, majority of these aren't really focused on websites and helping um, small business with their online presence um, or having like a tech support team for the web, specifically like a mm-hmm. webmaster. Um, mm-hmm. They're focused on computer software. They're focused on just other technologies out yes. there, but yes. I would say the insecurities comes more when trying to hire the employees and making our compensation and incentive plans very attractive mm-hmm. when compared yeah. to other large tech companies. here.
2: Got it.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and, and so, like to I get I'm, I'm kind of digesting what you're saying. As I as I digest it, I. Sure. I think of the the razor sharp focus that you've elected to, to, um, to pursue, right? Um, so it, we mm-hmm. pro- all, all heard like the phrase, you know, to be um, to be a, it's a master of none. What is it? It's a oh, jack of all trades and a master of none. Like it sounds like you wanted to reject that notion and really right. say, you know what? We wanted this master website service. That's what we want to be known for. That's going to be our niche. In this again, Mm -hmm. this in in this world where there could be a lot of different ways to, um, to have again online services.
1: Absolutely. So, um. Absolutely, and we focus solely on WordPress site, so that makes it, which is a content management system platform. mm -hmm. Uh So it's very specific also to what we do. We we don't just do website design development for Wix, Wibbly, Squarespace, um, Drupal, HubSpot, you name it. Hmm. we just do it specifically for wordpress which is one of the most popular cms platforms out there and how, how, it's robust and uh-huh. it gets
0: it done how did you decide on, on wordpress you know like you said you just listed a bunch of them that of course i'm unfamiliar with but um you listed a bunch of them like um how, how did you decide
1: on um on wordpress so we have a lot of experience with wordpress i would say combined over 42 years of experience mm-hmm. and wordpress because it's a robust uh and you can personalize it you know with majority of these wix wibbly um squarespace you're very limited on what you can do Mm -hmm. for design or development or even seo options too Mm -hmm. and they're all softwares that you know once you sign up you register and everything's in their umbrella with Mm -hmm. wordpress is an open source platform we can customize it to whatever the client needs Depends on their timeline and their budget. Yes, but we like the sky's the limit on customization, and we mm-hmm. can build anything. Security right. can be we can add as many security layers as, as we want, mm-hmm. um, but we don't feel limited to that. And that's what we like is the creativity behind it. All right, I
0: think that that's enticing. I think you know, I think uh, I'm somebody who thinks about options, right? I'm thinking about options with what I might want, um, different logos, different brands, different images that I want to put at various parts of my website, but I think as, as people are thinking about right. even, um, I think association so powerful, right? Like what kind of images do you want and where do you want them? And, 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 um, again, for me, I'm a complete novice or what's, what's, what's before novice? I don't know. Um, uh like what, whatever that know, what, is what is
1: before novice <laughs>
0: whatever's before novice is, is is probably still like about four steps ahead of where i am when it comes to you know uh, putting my, you know, my own website together and but you know trying to right, figure right. out all that that out can be a, a, a big a big uh big problem for somebody jumping off in in starting their own business because and you you mentioned too right. that, you, that, that one of the focuses is on a small business right
1: we focus on small to mid-sized business Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the large size businesses, they usually already have their in-house designer development team. Mm-hmm. So it. even with, yeah, so they're already, they're hiring people directly to work in their company and they already have a team. It can be anywhere between five to, I don't know, 30. It just totally depends on the company
3: mm-hmm.
1: and their niche too. And where they're at financially. Okay, but usually the the small ones, you know, we we deal directly with the business owner, mm-hmm. the entrepreneur, the founder, um, and then when it comes to the mid-sized companies, uh, it's usually the senior marketing manager, uh, or marketing manager, depending how big it is, and VP of marketing, director of marketing, mm-hmm. those are the decision makers, and you know they have a marketing budget and they're looking to outsource their web design development team because mm-hmm. it's cheaper than hiring three or four developers based on their budget. Sure. And that's where we can become the outsource team for them. Nice. So when
0: you think of, when you
1: say even the phrase for
0: people listening in who are um, maybe not as familiar, when you say small and into mid, so what classifies it as something, I know you just described some of the roles that a midsize would have, but do you have like a size of company in mind or it just depends on, um, on what roles they've established in their organization.
1: Yeah. So in regards to the industry, we service a wide range of industries.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It really depends on their budget more than anything and where they want to go. Like we want to know their business goals, their website goals. We want to know the direction of the look and feel. And, and, and again, I know I'm, I'm over here you know, promoting WordPress and talking about WordPress, Uh, there's nothing wrong with the other platforms that I was Mm -hmm. mentioning. Mm -hmm. Wibbly, WIG, Squarespace, all that. Uh, Because if a client can't afford our services, then um, a Wix or Wibbly would be an ideal situation for them. Okay. Uh, And the limitation doesn't really bother them. Mm -hmm. That's all they really need maybe is a one-pager, a five-page site. Something just really simple informational they're not looking for e-commerce functionalities they're not looking for any of that mm-hmm.
2: got it okay so,
0: great insight not sure if I answer your question though yeah well um regarding the multiple industry for sure, and then I was when when you say targeting small and midsize, I was thinking about um how do you you is there a uh, idea you have in mind when you delineate oh this is a small company versus this is a midsize
1: Yes, I would say, so to answer your question, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we look at a number of things. We look at the number of employees. We look Mm -hmm. at the total uh, sales revenue of a company. Mm -hmm. We also look at the industry. Okay. Uh, Because that really matters too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then when we talk to them on the phone, we want to understand their budget as well. Just to understand what we're working with and what we can customize for them. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I would say those would be more of the factors.
2: That's a great
0: question even to be thinking about, you know, before, um, I I think those are great prep questions for people who are considering, you know, a website services like you offer, you know, to be thinking about what is their budget? You know, what do they want to accomplish? And you know all that, because I guess that's the pre-work you do before uh, a business is official.
1: Um, right. We definitely do that. We pre-qualify uh, all our leads. And uh, one thing I always recommend is starting with the website audit, which we audit their current website
3: mm-hmm.
1: and we provide recommendations based off that before you know we start anything. Yes. Got it. Okay it's really important to know what you're paying for and why you're paying for that. Mm-hmm. It's very common in our industry that some of our, most of our customers get confused. Um, yes. It's usually sign an agreement. pay hey, let's start. Wait, why am I paying for that? Well, that's the last thing you want is someone being confused about what yeah. they're doing.
0: Exactly. Right. I think there's, 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 there's power in simplicity and there's uh confusion with complexity. uh with complexity. Um, and it sounds like you're right. really, really trying to make it simple so that they understand what they're paying for. Absolutely. So how do you keep up to date? You know, there's all these changes that happen all the time. How do you keep up to date with um on website design and 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 development in the industry?
1: Yeah, so our team and I we stay up to date. Um, we always reading up on WordPress news, blogs, and I would say every day. Uh, technology changes every day, and some would say more like every hour, every minute. And
3: mm-hmm. It's always
1: changing here in Silicon Valley.
3: Yes.
1: And, you know, I also have things like Google Alerts cool. where you can set up alerts. And we have Google Alerts set up for WordPress design, WordPress development, where we're able to get as soon as anything happens on the web that has a keyword WordPress, um, we get notified with that. And we're reading those articles just to make sure that we have the most up-to-date plugins themes and can provide those recommendations to our customers as well. Yes. yes. you know, it was The whole goal is to be ahead of the competition, right?
0: Right. So you definitely right. don't
1: want an outdated website. <laughs> exactly. No, I
0: mean, it sounds like, you know, you your, your team has a great uh, growth initiative as far as continuing to stay updated. Right. And I think of like, you know, the, the with, with the world changing so rapidly, you know, in order to, to stay not just afloat, but to thrive, you know, we have to have a a, a an aggressive growth plan so that we're um, continuing to learn and grow. So, that you know, the organization is continuing to learn and grow for sure.
1: Right. You know, uh, you, know, yes. you're about you definitely design. want to be ahead of the competition. You you don't want uh, to be um, a blockbuster.
0: Right, exactly.
1: You don't want to be someone that's so stagnant, stuck in their old ways, and it's been working the 50s um and then go out of
2: business
1: yes there's a lot of people that think that way too Mm -hmm.
2: you know
0: uh related to web design i know i was trying to figure out like my contact form on my website and it it took me like four hours you know this um (laughs) just that one little niche you know and i and i was like doing the uh i was putting in my information to see if, if i could get a sample sent over to my email and Man, it took me four hours. I called one of the other guys and we we had to try to figure it out, figure it out. But, um, but yeah, all that to say, I consider myself somewhat intelligent or I I consider myself super intelligent. Right. But there's this areas Mm -hmm. that other people specialize in that sometimes it's a a great thing to be able to outsource to, um, to people like your organization who are continuing to learn, continuing to grow and can add incredible value.
1: Right. Yeah. it's, It's funny you say that because, uh, you know we have customers that are extremely tech savvy and they know WordPress, they can even write code uh, mm. and then we have customers that don't even want to touch the back end of WordPress. They're like, "Don't give me the login credentials. I'll just give you a holler whenever <laughs> I have some changes for the website and then we can go from there and it's all email and you know phone calls um, but totally depends, and we're very flexible um, ultimate goal is we want to make sure our customer that are taking care of other aspects of their business and leave the website stuff for us. Um, but they have administrative logging credentials. So if they ever want to geek out, uh, they can log in and geek out it on their downtime.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: Hit that. All right. So let, let's, w- w- why don't we go back to the beginning? They go back to the beginning sure. of um, starting the business. So what fears? did you have to overcome when it came to starting like the, the launch of your business?
1: Great question. Fears, I would say, so I started off part-time entrepreneur. I was uh, holding a digital marketing management position at a financial institution at the time. And I had fears of maybe my business is not going to grow. Yes. Fears of failure. Mm -hmm. Fears of maybe I'm wasting my time. I'm putting too much time into this. Maybe I'm just spinning my wheels and I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I making the right decisions or not? I don't want to mess it up. These are the types of fears that I would have uh, at the beginning when starting my business. I think a lot of people, it's normal and they have those fears.
2: Oh, sure. I relate. I relate to that. Yeah.
1: Um, you know,
0: definitely know I'm not alone. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I tell people all, all the time, I was like, you know, I put February 29, 2020 as my, my, the day that I'm going to decide if I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing now. I'm going to keep podcasting. I'm going to keep speaking, training, coaching. And, you um, know, I have all the confidence that it's going to happen, but there's still fear. I mean, I think for me, it's almost like this confidence right. doesn't mean fear is like absence, but, um, but, I want to have a deadline to know that hey, if this isn't uh, elevating and if this isn't sustainable, then I want to be right. prepared to, to, to make a change. So um, no, exactly. but, it, it, but it's definitely a fear of like, is this going to work long-term?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, when you talk about now, right? So when you, when you talk about the the, the fears and how they've changed, so clearly the first one you you know, that, that fear, I, I imagine it's gone regarding the uh, fear of, am I going to make it? You're five years in. So they say businesses, small businesses usually close down in two years. Um, if they're, <laughs> they're not going to make it, but so you're five years in. So you've clearly eclipsed the two year mark. Um, what, what fears do you face yeah.
1: now? And, and are they yeah, similar you would or different? Assume, you would, yeah, you would assume the fears would change or go away, uh-huh. uh, but it doesn't. Some of uh-huh. them are very similar. Um, you know, I would say nowadays, I would say now with the company, you know, we have a lead generation company that we got into an agreement with, um, this this summer of 2019. And, um, there's a fear of missing out on a sales opportunity. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, we, you know, if we're not
1: responsive and we're not picking up the phone and calling these leads that are interested in our services and sending them emails, um, there goes our, our sales opportunity right so there's this fear of missing out what do they call it fomo yes. fear of missing out the acronym yes yes, <laughs> yes i like it yeah so that's a fear mm-hmm. um you know even with hiring you know sales reps you know it's it's a it's a exciting and and new position uh for our company um but there's the fear of missing up maybe i forgot to send them uh the wrong eight maybe i I forgot to send them an hr form that was needed Mm -hmm. and crucial for the first day of Mm -hmm. employment Uh, just little things like
0: that that can easily add up yes what's fascinating is you know again um i was talking to a guy the other day and uh he's super successful um like he's like one of the, the millionaires in my circle right and he was talking about this idea like um, he was telling me about his social media marketing, you know, person he has making whatever 40, 50 K and you know, and I'm like, it's trying to like kill myself with social media, put stuff up on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, Instagram, Twitter, boom. I'm like doing like right. trying to do everything for, for mine. And it's easy to look at him and go, man, like, I can't wait to be, be at that phase where all my fears are going to go away, you know, or even if I was comparing myself to you, right? Like, Oh, you know, I'm like February 29. Let's see if I'm going to make it. But then, right. <laughs> And, and I can't wait to be at five years in where Jesus is. And uh, then all my fears would go away. But then just the idea of life is <laughs> there's new fears, right. you know? Like, okay, if I'm, there's able, new fears. <laughs> if I'm able to expand like you, like bring on new coaches or new trainers or new speakers it, it, under my brand, then uh, there's fears associated with that. Like, how will they do? What, what if they tarnish my name? What if one of them has a scandal, you know? Um, but uh, this right. idea that we think, oh, surely, you know, Somebody else's path. There's no fears. They have it easy, and it's all good to go. But it just, from from listening to you, it's just clearly not true. This idea of I'm gonna to get to a point
1: where there's no more fears. Right. And it's easy to get to a point of worse scenario fears. Like, this is it. This if this mistake happens, my company's tanking. I might as well look for a different job. Like, and believe in them. And that's where I catch myself and it's like, okay, I can't believe in these fears. Yes. And the way I combat it, one, prayer and praying yes. through those fears. Mm-hmm. But but two, which helps me with the prayer is writing out all the fears that I have. Ooh, okay. Praying about them mm-hmm. and then combating that with fact. Nice. You know, I, I could have, just for example purposes, I can have a fear of, um, well, it's probably more than example purposes because these have been my fears is, uh, man, this customer is going to be upset with me, not going to want to do business with us anymore. Uh, let me reach out to the team. Let me just prepare them. Um, I go home, talk to my wife, and she's like, what are you talking about? She just wrote you a customer review. Uh,
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Those facts, those facts, right? <laughs> <laughs> she mm-hmm. just wrote yes. you a customer review, and and they just approved that third invoice for you for additional mm-hmm. development hours.
2: Yeah, it seems it. like a
1: really good customer. What are you scared about, or yes. what are you fearful about, nervous about, worried about? You know, mm-hmm. and that helps me to know what is reality versus what is really in my head. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I like that. I might have to
0: use that one. I don't think I've ever um, wrote out um the fears and they're there i think i'm almost like um i i kind of ask myself the decisions that i'm making like how much of it is fear based uh-huh. you know even like it was like right. silly. even to earlier today i told you you know uh, a friend of mine invited me to go to a toastmasters meeting and i'm like oh well i'm a motivation speaker for a living like i don't want to go there right? and then, like but then it's still fear because you, you always it's just a group they're focused on improving speaking and again it, it is what i do but still, that's like okay, having to prove myself again. Like, do I really want to? But I try to ask, okay, what's the fearful thing to do, and then what's the thing that's mm. driven driven by um, faith, right? So, but to, but to your point, like I think the awareness of it is is a powerful thing for people in their journey to not let it control us or um, to not let it really. To your point about. Um, changed the way we see even our clients when she her perspective and perception of of the biz of your business it was clearly a positive one because she wrote the review and she wants to do more business with you
1: exactly and it's also understanding what fears are right mhm like fears are what are you nervous about what are you afraid about what are you scared about what are yes. you worried about mhm what are you insecure about? Oof. I didn't even know what insecurity meant. Mm-hmm. Personally, I did not. So mm-hmm. grateful for my wife, Caroline, because I call her my chief advisor, <laughs> chief executive advisor. <laughs> smart
0: man, smart man.
1: She's like, it seems like you're insecure. And I was like, well, what is insecurity? You know, <laughs> And it's pretty much when you're not confident about something. And I'm like, oh, that's me. Like every day, <laughs> I'm not confident in this area. I'm not confident talking to this client. I'm not confident, you mm-hmm. know, talking to this employee or the team in this area. And here's why. Yes. Begin to the why. After you understand what all the areas of fears are,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like why are you fearful? That helps yes. you get to the root, and that mm-hmm. has has helped me on a daily.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, you know,
0: you reminded me of a story. There was a um, an attorney here, you know, here in San Antonio, and she just started her law firm, and she wants me to come on board as a, or the business coach. But when she first asked me, it was all insecurity. It's like, wait, wait a minute, never done that before. You know, never. What do I know? <laughs> Who am I to help her with her law firm? Right? Like, surely talk to you know somebody else. But there was that insecurity that came first, and there was like, all right, hold on. Like, it's your question of like, why. And is it, right? do, do, do I feel like I, I can't help somebody to figure out what they need to do? And it's, it, it really just helped me to break it down. And, and I was like, you know what? I don't have to be the expert in building law firms, but my role as a coach is helping right, her right. to know who the law expert builders are. who's Who are the attorneys who have launched their own law firm? That can help her, guide her, support her, advisor exactly, and, exactly, uh, and then create a game plan with her of when she's gonna initiate with them, when when she's gonna implement what she learns, and then how did it go implementing those things? So, it again, but the first response, bro, it was just insecurity, worry, doubt, fear. And then, but it was like, but then it, faced with reality, it was like, no, I I can help her find the experts. I don't have to be, um, the law mm. firm building expert.
1: You make a really good point on that one. My point was off of
0: your point. No, my point was off of your point. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll give yep. you the credit and I'll just say the story to it. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like for um, tip dunk. You for the, like, <laughs> it comes off the rim and you just tip dunk it. <laughs> the alley-oop so, or so.
0: <laughs> right. So let's, let's talk about freedom. Right? So people, again, perception is such a funny thing. Um, People um, think about entrepreneurs, business owners, and they go, um, man, they have all the freedom in the world. But what do you think? Is it true that you have
1: more freedom as an entrepreneur? So I'm going to be straightforward. And this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends on the industry and it depends on the person, too. Right. Yes. So those are big dependents right there. Mm -hmm. So the straightforward answer, and I, I get this all the time from my friends. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is no freedom. Hmm. I'm not going to go to the beach, just work three hours a day <laughs> and expect my business to grow. Um, everything is working on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be some roll up your sleeves. Hard work needs to be put in. Yes. Uh, and I always get that. I always get that oh, I wish I ran my own business too. So much flexibility, so much freedom, um, flexibility to a very small extent. Mm-hmm. But I re—I I tell them and I'm like, look, and also before the look, <laughs> <laughs> it must be great not having a boss over you that micromanages you and just breathes down your neck and all this stuff. And it's its like, look, it's, I get where you're coming from but my customers are my boss. Yes. They pay our bills and we go above and beyond for them. Right. So if their website goes down, we get notified immediately. That's my priority right there. Right. That's our priority. hmm Is making sure the customer is taken care of. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's a different perspective yes. um but it's funny i i, I always get that question mm-hmm. oh, the, you must have so much free time <laughs> you can like customize your schedule uh you can go to the gym for like three hours i'm like wait a <laughs> minute. Well, first of all why are you spending three hours at the gym right right like right. <laughs> anything more than an hour you're gonna waste your time that's my mm-hmm. opinion <laughs> right right you get that all the time mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Now, uh, i see seen that, oh, I guess over and over and over again, I, again, it, in, in my own entrepreneur, uh, experience, but, but even like in, in, in the, in the workforce, I know, um, for a couple of years, I was, uh, you know, I guess seven years back now, or no, eight years back. Um, I was just mm-hmm. frontline at nationwide insurance, taking customer service phone calls. You know, how can I help you? This is calling nationwide is Derek. How might I help you? You know, just, uh, taking payments adding vehicles changing coverages and then i would look kind of at right. my boss and look at and go oh, wow like um she can she coaches and she gives presentations i was like man like to have the freedom to not have to answer the phone over and over again you know um so mm-hmm. then like there's this like grass is greener idea right like in her world so so then two years went by you know and then i was able to come on board as a supervisor you know um in in as a peer to her and then um i was like oh wow like this so then when i go home i still have like 40 things to do you know and then so it's like it was a workload that never ends where my prior job yeah i did i found myself looking back and like there's some greener pra- pasture yeah it was less money but i was looking back and when i ended my job when i ended the day my, my job was done but then in the leadership right. role it never ended and i feel like only with time with things Email get piled up, complaints, concerns, things that needed to be done. And then I'll oh, get definitely. Up, to your point about like going from that position in, into uh the own my own business, then it's like, okay, um, right, I don't have an office to check into or a boss that I'm reporting to my performance, but every client that hires me is evaluating my performance. So Mm-hmm. I don't have one boss. I have 75, <laughs> so I, oh, yeah. I, you know, I have 75 bosses and, um, and hopefully if I do a good job this year, then they want me to come back next year. Right. They, they can't like fire me. They just won't hire They won't, they won't continue the business relationship with me. So there's still the pressure, mm-hmm. but it's to your point, uh, uh about the, the freedom that right. it can be, it can be a perception. It can be a false
1: perception that people have. And usually the people that ask me are unhappy with their current job. Yes. They're not passionate about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And <clears throat> trust me here in Silicon Valley where startups are, it feels like they're being created like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, people start companies a lot of times with the wrong motives. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's, well, cause I'm unhappy and I want to get out of the situation, um, which would be the wrong motive of starting a company mm. just to escape. and start something and move to the green pastures and all that stuff. Um, You need to know exactly what you're getting into, create a business model, check your competitors, but deal with why you're unhappy Mm -hmm. because that same part will transfer over to your startup. (laughs) 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 You know, you can go take a vacation on the beach come back you're still you you know
2: (laughs) yes that's right so
1: dealing with the unhappiness and dealing with why you're not passionate what would make you passionate and there's thousands of podcasts there's thousands of books out there to help you you know if you really want to start something or will change careers yes there's a lot of those that you know they can hire, they can, they can, they can hire
0: a, a business coach, a life coach, somebody, I don't know, strong life coach, exactly. maybe, who knows, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, those are key. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It just depends where they're at in their state. Right, right. And you hit this point that
0: uh, is, resonates with my soul, is this idea of, like, the happiness chase, right? Like we. Um, hmm. We think so. I mean, again, philosoph- philosophically, I personally believe that I can be happy doing any job. Period. Like worst of the worst, poorest of the poor, because I just believe that the poorest person has the same access to the happiness that the richest person has. Um. So mm-hmm. I I believe that, and um, now I, I meet with people weekly when we're talking about which lane do they do they do they find themselves in? Are they do they feel like they're in the lane of? Confusion where they don't even know what they want to do. Like they just know that whatever they're doing now, they they don't want to do it. That's the confusion lane. They don't mm-hmm. even know like what the next step is. Then you have people in the frustration yeah. lane, they're like, Well, I know what I want to do, but I will not take any steps toward that vision. So that, that is frustrated. So you have the confusion <laughs> the confused, you have the frustrated, and then you have I think people that are where you're at, which is I would describe you in your lane is you're fulfilled, right? So, um, Mm -hmm. your, your happiness was, was unrelated, but you're, you're fulfilled in what you're doing. You're passionate about it. You enjoy it. You're eager. Um, and from the sound of it, I mean, you'll get five years strong. Um, you're pretty darn good at it. So I think it sounds like you really hit that sweet spot.
1: Yes. Yes. And I also think it comes down to priorities too. Right. Um, and where you get security from? Mm-hmm. I think that's those, those two are huge. Yes. If you get security for money, you're going to be chasing money. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what the job title is. Mm-hmm. pays more. But yes. it's just that chase of false happiness. Mm-hmm. If I just get this job or just start this business, all these good things are going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. If I just and, get uh, married... Yeah. I just get married and then they get married, and it's like, oh, I can't stand him or her.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like,
1: what happened? <laughs> right. That happens all the time, mm. all the time. And I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs here too. You know, we have our own meetings. Yes. You know, we meet once a month and then just always can go down. To Mountain View or San Jose or up to San Francisco for dinner, and you always, you always run into like someone who runs their own business. Yes, it, it's fascinating
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and very interesting um, to me. And uh, the priorities is big. You know, family is a big priority for me, so I yes. make sure that it's my business is never above my family. Um, I when starting out, I didn't know how to handle my fears. I didn't know how to handle the demands of my business, and mm-hmm. you know. Just to be straightforward, that was a difficult transition for me, yes, and that's very, very important um, you know if you're married, value the marriage wife is more important or your spouse is more important mm-hmm. um, than the business yes, I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of divorces. I see a lot of companies sell too,
0: right. Right, now, I think that's as super uh helpful and valid, I think uh my, my wife and I have discussed uh, quite recently just the amount of peers um amount of peers, not even just peers like people have been married six years or so, which is what we've been married, but six six years or less in, in going through divorces or people that have been married you know sixteen twenty years going through them and uh and we we talk about hey, we're not above that now because we're not above it you know we just need to proactively work at our merit you know just like i'm working hard on my business um i need to continue to work and cultivate something beautiful um if i want, if, if, if we want this thing to last you know right so um man as soon as we get some good knowledge over here we're talking about fear and, and yeah. uh, marriage tips and uh, building a
1: business um <laughs> Yeah, we, we. I think we went off on tangents. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> this is That's good. We're just it, free flowing, so hey, this is it, perfect. It, it,
0: it's good to have, you know, good to have chemistry with uh, my guest here. Let me ask you, um, maybe our last little question of our of our time. Maybe, maybe second to last question. Um, do you have any advice? And this may be kind of what we've already talked about, but maybe maybe anything beyond what we've already discussed. Do you have any advice? For, for the listeners that, that maybe they're thinking about starting a business or taking uh, a leadership position to the next level? Like what advice do mm-hmm. you have
1: for them? I would say be humble and honest. You know, we talked about fears, be honest about what's going on inside. Be honest about it with friends. Um, Cause you're going people in your corner. It takes a village to start a business, to even be in the business and running it. Um, It takes a village. Humble. Learn. You fail, learn from the failure. Yes. You get advice from people. Don't think you know it all. And if you do, you still don't know the whole pie. Mm. You only know a piece of the pie. Right. Write down everything. Mm -hmm. uh, And just learn. You know, we're yes. talking about there's business owners that get stuck in their ways and they're stagnant. And I've been doing this since the 50s, right? It's been mm-hmm. dramatic. But um, they don't grow on a personal and then the business level doesn't grow either. Mm-hmm. So leadership and having a heart, a humble heart, having an honest heart makes a powerful leader mm mm-hmm. And it also the more honest you are, this is something that I've learned over the years, the more help you're going to get.
2: wow that's uh that's good
0: that's good and you know what I've seen is um because it, and and I don't know about you but when you meet other like web uh web uh, websites uh services people and and but I know what mm-hmm. I mean other speakers and coaches, you know people will ask how it's going. And then I, I think right. because I usually have probably about 20 things on both lists of like, hey, it's going really great. But then, hey, there's 20 areas that I really want to. And I ask myself whenever I'm asked that question, like, hmm, I can tell them the good things. I could tell them some of the problems that I'm having. Hmm. Right. Now, but both are, are actually valid answers, but one actually is, a hum- is a, has a, a humility route because if I'm willing to share things that aren't going great, And then people who, who have this nobility to them, they actually even want to help, even though we're competitors, you know? Um, Right. People, and I'm so super fortunate that um, when I've been open about, hey, problems that I'm having, you know, some great other people that are technically trying to do exactly what I'm doing are willing to share the tips of what's helping them to be successful. So. Um, right. I can I can see how your input right there about being humble and honest uh, are two uh, pillars uh, for growth.
1: Most definitely, and it's funny too because um, vulnerability I would say goes with honesty, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I see them both as separate things, but I would say it's you're going down the right avenue though, like the vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. expressing your feelings, expressing things that are going on. Um, When I'm hiring for sales representatives, one of the questions I ask them is, what would you like in a sales manager? Or what would you like the sales manager to be? Mm -hmm. That was one, if not the second thing that came out. And this is a handful of sales representatives that, you know, I have interviewed.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm talking like 15 plus. And the vulnerability, honesty, was number one, if not number two. Yes. And the, wow. and they value that, and they respect that in a leader. Mm-hmm. And they're able to get, like, you get the team's buy-in when you lead like that. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very valuable. Yes.
0: Vulnerability. And honesty, you know, I, I love those I love, I love those two, and, and those are like pillars of, um, and I, I think about like, uh, if you could be vulnerable, people know, hey, I'm not trying to even impress you, um, but I do want to. Hey, you you have a, a level you. of confidence,
1: right? Yes, yes, I'm. <laughs> and a, it's easier said than done, right?
3: Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's a painful experience <laughs> to, um. Uh, you know, open up your heart and talk about things that are really going on or being honest with someone that might be, you don't really know how they're going to take it. Yep. Right. But you're doing the ethical thing. You're doing the right thing. Right. Yes. And that's where those fears creep in, right? It is a painful experience. Mm-hmm. But to me, I always remember this is the right thing to do. I don't care if they're critical of me. I don't care if they think about, uh, you know, have these critical thoughts or, React in a certain way. I'm doing the right thing, and I care about them, and I want the best for them. Mm, I love that. Which outweighs more than outweighs my fears. Outweighs everything. Mm-hmm. But it's hey. hard. But it's a it's it's good to practice though with that. It is. It
0: is. And I, when I in that vein, when I look at the common thread uh the closest relationships in my circle my wife included um it's people who i'm vulnerable with them they're vulnerable with me Like that's like the one thing it's not like they're basketball players so i have great friends that are not basketball players you know it's not if they're other speakers i have great friends that are not speakers right. um and it's not even our faith i mean i have great friends that are not even in the same faith but if we have the uh the courage you know to uh be real be vulnerable um it creates some, some incredible connection. Is this what I've seen? But right. But I love that. Humility, honesty, vulnerability. Yes. It's all big. About and that it's our life.
1: culture here also in a JRM Web Marketing. You mm-hmm. know, I tell all employees, tell the team, I I want you to be full transparent with me. Fully transparent. Mm-hmm. Gut level honest. Look at me between the eyes and tell me. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Because I'm a firm believer that openness brings closeness to any relationship, any team. I'm taking that quote down, baby. Yes. Openness brings closeness. I'm a firm believer of that. Mm -hmm. It's, It's interesting how that works. But going back to you talking about, you know, on a personal level, your peers, your close friends, like, yeah, they're the ones that you've been gut level honest with. Yes. And have created a very intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what we cultivate here mm-hmm. at Jerem with our with our team. And we're able to just know all aspects of each other's like work life mm-hmm. and even personal life too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's awesome.
2: Yes. I love that. I love the culture you're building
0: over there. Um, so let me ask you the final question. Um, and this wasn't in our pre-work, but, but I'm going to ask you if you had to pick your favorite quality about the members of your immediate family, um, what quality of each of them? Because you know, I, I, I don't even think I asked you. So you, 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 you have a, a child now, right?
1: I do. His name is uh, Dustin. He's uh, 14 months right now.
0: Okay. So maybe we'll close with favorite quality about uh, Caroline, and then your favorite quality about Dustin will be uh, what we close with.
1: Okay, uh, with Dustin, happiest baby on the block. All right. He's just cheerful. We call him Mr. Smiles because he is always smiling. It's it's rare to see him in a bad mood. Mm-hmm.
2: Mr. Smiles, I like with, it.
1: Mr. Smiles. <laughs> uh, with my wife, Caroline, I would say the quality would be loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyal woman great wife, great partner, and my best friend.
0: Mom. He, I just love asking people these questions and then they have this content to come back to, you know, when Dustin's 10 years old or 15, he'll be able to come back and listen to this part of the podcast and hear hearing his dad <laughs> tell him that he is like Mr. Smiles or even the, um, the beautiful <laughs> words you used to describe uh, Caroline. I love that idea. Well, amazing. So, if you're, if you're tuning in, I'm here with Jesus McDonald. He is the owner of JRM Web Marketing. If you don't, if you don't, have, if you if you're looking for a website, check him out. Go to his uh, his uh, his his um his website. Go go check him out on social media. I know he I know he's on LinkedIn. Does a ton of work there. Um, check out what he has to do. He he'll take care of you. He'll build build up your website, better your brand, lift your the, the image. And um, here at the Strong Life Coach Podcast, we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Again, Jesus, thank
1: you for joining me today. Absolutely, Derek. It's a pleasure. And you make it a great day, all right? All right. You too. Thank you.